You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Every day, I get to learn something more about my wife. That's one of the many things I appreciate. You know, no mga unang linggo ng pag-aasawa namin, nung magigising ako at magugulo, o nga pala, kasal na pala ako. <laughs> so may tao sa katabi ko, uy, o nga pala, no? And, and every day, every single day until today, I celebrate that every day that I get to know something about my wife, I get to love her more. You know? And I get to understand um, who she is, bakit siya ganun. And these are things that we learn in relationships. And for the past few weeks, we've been talking about the book of Ephesians. And in the series, Selfless, we've been talking about love. Something so universal that when you look at this series, this is so true. Whatever age you have, kahit anong edad mo, kahit saan ka nanggaling, everybody knows and has and something about relationship. Lahat tayo. It doesn't matter um, kung anong preference mo, but it really is all of us, something inside our heart, relationships are there. And as we talk more about Selfless series, we started with talking about selfless love. We started with Pastor Sunny talking about that love, when, when defined by the Bible, is selfless. Last week, napakinggan po natin that um, the talk about selfless in marriage. How do we live a life in marriage that has selfless love? And this week, we're going to talk about relationships. Relationships are so universal that all of us has it. Whether you have a husband or wife, anak, kapatid, kaibigan, and we all understand what it is. In the same manner, the book of Ephesians is a letter na sinulat para sa general na life ng tao. So, it's written to a church in Ephesus, pero yung message niya for every Christian. So, as we read this morning's text, I'd like us to imagine how Paul was exhorting this church in Ephesus in how to live their lives in terms of their relationships. May I invite everyone to stand up and open our Bibles in Ephesians chapter 5 as we read verses 1 to 10. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Verse 4, Let there be no filthiness or foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were at darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of light. The fruit of light is found in all that is good, right, and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Father, we come to you as your children. Tell us, Teach us what is pleasing to you. Lord, I pray that this morning you would speak to your people about the truth of intimacy in relationships. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. You may now take your seat. 
Intimacy is so important in a person's life. Lahat tayo. We not only desire relationship, we actually desire intimacy. Pansinin natin, no? Hindi lang natin gustong magkaroon ng mga kaibigan. Gusto natin, in essence, there's something underneath our hearts that tells us, I want to have deeper relationship with people. In fact, a lot of things that we do are reflections of our desire for intimacy. A lot of things that we do. Ang ating pagtatrabaho. Pag tinanong mo, bakit ka ba nagtatrabaho ng, ng, ng maigi? Kasi para sa pamilya ko. A lot of these things are expressions of our intimacy. When it comes to intimacy, um, we learn it from our experiences. For me, as um, a young man, I learned a lot of my, ex- my ideas of intimacy galing sa couple na ito. These are my parents. I grew up in a very loving family. Not perfect, but it's loving. So I learned a lot of my expression of intimacy from them. Yung gigising ng maaga para pagsilbihan yung asawa. I learned it from them. Kasi yung dad ko, gigising siya ng maaga to serve my mom. Until today. <laughs> As I went on my married life, dun ko nalalaman yung mga experiences ng asawa ko. At kung paano niya nakikita yung aming relationship. And sometimes it surprises me. Pleasantly. Sometimes not really. <laughs> but then, I appreciate it. Because one thing I realize when it comes to intimacy is that the way our experience of love shapes our view and expression of intimacy. Let me say that again. Our experience of love in general, whether it's something you read, something you saw, a movie that you uh, really value, Yung parents natin, nakikita natin habang how, how they love each other, how we were loved when we were young, reflects on how we view intimacy and how we act on intimacy. And this includes a lot of things. You know, for seven years before going, going full-time, isa po akong teacher. Hindi halata, kasi mukha pa rin akong studyante. But then, um, one thing, one thing I learned is this. Because I worked as a teacher and a guidance counselor, a lot of things, when I talk to students, a lot, maraming bagay na ginagawa nila, natutunan nila sa pamilya nila. The way they react to classmates, the way they relate to classmates, the way they act in their relationship is highly affected by the experiences they had in their family. And that's a truth that is in Scripture. And Paul even understands this and tries to explain to us how we should view our relationships. How we should act in terms of our intimacy. What's interesting here is that, pag niningan natin tong verses na to, sabi niya dito, Therefore, be imitators of God. Now, when you look at the word imitators, I believe this is from last week, Pastor Sunny talked about this. The word imitators is where we actually got the, last last week, the word mimic or mimicry or mimites. Paul was saying that if you experience the love of God, you will mimic that love. Diba? Kasi what we experience as love, we express in intimacy. You get that? Our Experiences of love shapes our view and expression of intimacy. We look further and we see that 
we should be imitators of God as what? Beloved children. And it's important to understand this because in, in these verses, it's referring back to the first chapter. We're reading from padulo na ng isang letter. Wala naman siguro nagbabasa sa inyo ng dulo na ng letter, di ba? Pag nakareceive kayo, dulo na ng text yung binabasa. Hindi. You start at the start because that's where you actually understand it fully. In chapter 1, it gives us a picture of why we are children. Chapter 1, verses 4 to 5 tells us that we have been adopted in the kingdom of Christ. Therefore, verse 2 tells us that we are to walk in love. And interestingly, love is the command that God tells us to mimic. You walk in love. And He did not just command this. He demonstrated this. You look at the verses. You walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself for us, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. No matter how we try to understand relationships and intimacy, it will be very hard for us if we do not understand this truth, that we are children of God. Because our experience of love is shown, shapes our view and expression of intimacy. The way you are right now in your relationships is precisely a result, an effect of how you have experienced love. And Paul was saying this truth. Verse 3 is interesting for me. When you look at, therefore be imitators of God and walk in love, verse 3, parang kumambyo siya for some reason. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be even named among you as is proper among saints. He was talking about how to walk in love and suddenly he says, sexual immorality. Can you, can you reconcile that? Nakikita niyo ba kung paano nagsasalta si Paul? Sabi niya, um, God loves you, therefore He adopted you and live like that, you know, live like that. Um, ang interesting kasi, when you think about adoption, you have been chosen to be adopted. And therefore, being chosen to be adopted, you are supposed to act as part of that new family. Tama? Kasi, parte ka na ng pamilya na yun. And the first reminder that Paul reverts to after being reminded na you've been adopted, therefore, do not have sexual immorality amongst yourselves. And it got me thinking, bakit nga ba? Bakit, pagkatapos ipaalala ni Paul yung issue na sila ay adopted in Christ, he reverted to sexuality. Because I believe Paul understood and God knows that one of the most intimate expressions of love is sex. And it is important that we understand intimacy and sex in terms of the scripture. This world has opinions, ideas about intimacy and sex. Where are our truths based on? Because if we do not understand the truth about sex and intimacy from the scripture, we will, we will always go back to how the world views sex and intimacy. So as we go further, we see that the exhortation to walk in love is shown even in John 13, uh, 34 to 35. One of the many things that excites me when it comes to believing in Christ is this, that 
when it comes to evidence of being a son of God or a child of God, it always relates to love. You know, when you look at this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Jesus can simply say, oh, kung, kung talagang Christian ka, umaten ka ng service. Hindi niya sinabi yan. Kung talagang Christian ka, mag, mag, uh, gawin mo yung mga dapat ginagawa sa church. No. People would know that you are loved by God when you love one another. Our badge, so to speak, that people would know that we are part of God's kingdom is love. That is why we need to understand intimacy and sex in line of what the scripture tells us. So the demonstration of uh, love is given by Christ. It's a selfless love. It's a sacrificial love. And therefore, we need to set up our minds into this. The third verse tells us sexual immorality and the rest must not be named amongst you. Bakit nga ba? Um, let me make this statement, and let me make this statement, I, what, which I believe what Paul was driving home to a point. Sex is a wonderful, beautiful, and holy gift in the context of a loving, God-centered marriage. That in terms of how Paul was drawing up what intimacy is, or sex is, that sex is a wonderful, beautiful gift. It's a holy gift from God in the context of a loving, God-centered marriage. And outside it, it's ugly, it's painful, it sets you up for bad things, and it moves you away from your intimacy with God. And this is something that we ought to understand because whether we are young, if you're a student right here right now, this is something that we ought to understand. If you're married like me, I believe this is something we need to understand. And if, if um, you're, you're past the age that um, you're, you're, wala na yung kilig-kilig sa inyo, <laughs> then it's still, intimacy is part of living a life. So I believe what Paul was trying to say is far more than just sex, but really about intimacy. But part of intimacy is the idea and the correct concept of sex. So you're getting this? And my hope and my prayer is that really our idea of uh, intimacy and sex would really be from who made it. Because our experience of love shapes our view and our expression of intimacy. In fact, I'll add more words to this idea and say our experience of God's love should shape our view and expression of intimacy. That the more we understand who this God is and how much He has loved us, this would shape the way we view sex and we express our intimacy to people that we love. When we go back to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, sabi niya dito, sexual immorality. The word sexual immorality here is a broad stroke English term. Parang may mga bagay kasi na mahirap i-translate sa ibang ano eh, no? sa ibang language. Um, for example, ano? Um, halaka or lagut ka. Can you translate that in English? 
Huh? Halayu, lagotyu. <laughs> there are things that are hard to translate to a language because there are a lot of cultural things, di ba, na hindi direct na translate. Tama? That is true of the word sexual immorality here. It came from the word porneia, which roughly can translate to sexual immorality. But this covers everything that is the wrong picture of intimacy and sex. So lahat ng maling picture ng intimacy and sex covered ng word na porneia. It includes premarital sex. It includes extramarital sex. It includes one-night stands and casual sex. This world has more euphemized uh, definition of these terms. Uh, parang pinapababa na natin yung, yung dating ng mga salitang to. Parang kapag ka sinabing, may kabit ka, no? hindi naman, affair lang. Ano yun? <laughs> Grabe, may, meron kang, ano sabi ni Pastor Sunny, kula ching-ching? <laughs> kula sisi. Eh, kula sisi ka. No, nag-flirt lang. This world has a way of dressing up sin as if it's a candy. But right at the core of it is a poison. Paul was warning them. You look at this. You, you, when you want to understand intimacy, do not fall into the trap like this world. Because he progresses. He does not only say sexual purity. He moves. He says, all impurity. So, hindi lang sexual acts. Even the things that you think. And he moves forward. Sabi niya, pati covetousness. So, bawal magkavet. <laughs> but really, when you think about this, he moves from the acts to the affections to the thoughts. So, hindi lang yung sinasabi na bawal gawin. The mere fact that you have the desire is wrong. And the mere fact that you have the thoughts are wrong. Because most of the acts that we do starts from thoughts. You don't wake up one morning doing sexual immorality. It slowly fades from a thought to a desire to an action. Just like what Paul was drawing at. Why was he saying this? He says, It must not be even be named among you as proper among saints. The only reason this is not supposed to be your view of sex and intimacy is that because you have been loved by God. We have been loved by God. That's why it should change the way we view this. Interestingly, we Filipinos have a very interesting way to talk in talking about this. I was blessed with parents that talked to me about sex when I was young. Pero, hindi ko talaga maintindihan. May mga lugar na bawal siya pag-usapan. Tapos kapag may mga lugar naman na pinag-uusapan siya, pero mali naman yung idea. <laughs> You go outside and you, you hear people talk about sex and intimacy. But most of the time, they are ideas that are of this world and usually are wrong. He continues to say this in, in verse 4. Sabi niya, let there be no filthiness. Sabi niya dito, filthiness here is the word um, kabastusan, obscenity. Walang kabastusan, ano pa? Walang foolish talk. Kasi hindi, minsan obvious eh, kabastusan. Minsan yung hindi obvious na remark. 
Parang hindi naman bastos eh. O sige, nagpatuloy pa si Paul. Sabi niya, nor crude joking. Even joking must not be named among the people who God loves. Why? Because Paul's idea of sex and intimacy is holy. It's not as if he was saying, don't talk about it. But he was saying, if only you understand and experience the love of God, you will have a view and an expression that is based on that love. Instead, there should be thanksgiving. Let us replace what the words that are filthy in our mouth with thanksgiving. Why? First idea is this. Because our experience of God's love sets our standards for intimacy. Standards are important. You appreciate standards? Diba parang um, kung, kung ang isang company, kunyari hot dog company, would just make randomly kung anong bala na, walang standard, kahit anong size. That would be very hard. Diba? Standards are important because they don't only set apart things, but they also protect you. Yung standards na yun. But they also, and it also leads you to enjoy something. Rules are important in this life. And our experience of God's love, according to Paul, sets the standards for intimacy. If you're here and you're um, a single person, you know, and you're praying to be married, meron ba dito? Single person praying to be married? Praise God. <laughs> but really, single person praying to be married, you ought, according to the scripture, to have a standard of purity and intimacy and sex. We ought to have standards because it protects us. You know, guardrails are important. Because when you look at guardrails, yung mga, yung sa kalsada lang, it does not only tell you na dito ka lang dadaan. At kasi kung lalampas ka na, that guardrail will stop you. Would remind you. Wala pa yun sa dulo, ah. Malayo pa siya sa bangin. But then the guardrail reminds you of the standard that you ought to live in. The scripture tells us that our view of sex and intimacy must not end with it being physical. Because that's a prevailing idea. Eh, ano lang naman yan? Katawan lang yan. Okay lang. It's not. Some people think, well, adults naman kami. We're both consenting. Okay naman eh. But the standards that God has set is this. It's not based on a certain pagka may namit ka, ganito, one, two, three, no. It's based on this. Your standards of intimacy must be my love for you. That's your standard. And if we understand this, we live in a life where standards are movable. Kung anong gusto mo, bahala ka. Kung saan ka masaya, di sige. But the Bible tells us that if we really understand this love, we will have a standard for intimacy. If you're a student here, if you're young, alala ko to eh, si Pastor Sunny din nagsabi sa akin ito, nung bata pa ako. <laughs> Sabi niya, if you're a student right here, if you're not ready for marriage, you're not ready for sex. Plain and simple. The mechanism of a changing world, internet, has changed the mechanism of how we relate intimately. Pansinin ninyo, dati, 
Kapag nasa bahay kayo, wala kayong ginagawa, ang madalas nangyayari, nagkukwentuhan lang tayo. But today, we look at, uh, you know, interestingly, pagka nasa restaurant ka, magmasid lang kayo. May mga pamilya dyan. Lahat nakawak ng cellphone. Nag-Facebook. Minsan nagchat-chat sila. When in fact, they're with someone. Pero yung kachat nila, this has changed the way we view intimacy. Kasi our experience of intimacy, again, changes the way we view and express. People, Facebook, social media, is an expression of intimacy, obviously. You look at it. Why do people love staring at that screen? Is it just because of the pictures? No. Because something in that social media account makes something inside them feel alive. The intimacy with pictures. Uy, si ganito. Nagpunta ng ano, bagyo, lamig dun. Uy, si ganito. Bumili ng bagong sasakyan. See, these are calls that are rooted inside our hearts. And the Bible tells us, we ought to have standards. We ought to have standards to protect us, to make us also enjoy intimacy. Kaya po is sa mga standards that we set, understanding this bilang mag-asawa, we, we put out the cell phone off the table, pagkakainan. Bawal mag-cell phone. That's a simple thing, but we, I believe in my heart that it's helping us. Kasi nung nabag-boyfriend, girlfriend pa lang kami, napapansin ko, minsan may mga moments, nag, kumakain kami, nag-cell phone kami. See, we are to redeem the standards, the idea of intimacy. Let me move towards a little bit on sex. As much as internet and modern day technology has changed the game for intimacy, it has changed the game for sexual immorality. Now more than ever, internet, it causes such traffic. One research says this, the Playboy magazine, it's almost closing. Why? The internet has it for free. People won't buy the magazine anymore. Internet has it for free. And we Christians, we believers in the love of God, we who understand what it is and how it is to be loved by God, how do we view this? What is our standard when it comes to this? Or are we just saying, eh, tinitignan lang naman, wala namang ginagawa. Remember this, your experience, which includes what you see, what you listen to, what you watch, these experiences outflow to your expression of intimacy. So we ought to be careful. What we read, what we watch. It's amazing how this world has changed the idea of intimacy and sex that movies can be so obscene, yet PG-13. <laughs> Normal lang. Takpa mo nilang mata mo, sabi nila. But I hope and pray, as Paul encourages us, as I believe the Holy Spirit is reminding us, set our standards. Let us set our standards. And that standard is this, the love of God. That we understand, since God loves me, when I see a woman, I see the love of God. And therefore, I act how Christ would act. Verse 5 tells you, For you may be sure of this, 
that everyone who is sexually immoral, impure, or covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. And again, this inheritance goes back to um, Ephesians chapter 1. When you're adopted, you're given an inheritance. Ganda na, no? Na, inampun ka, and you're given an inheritance. In, in the Greco-Roman culture, adoption is very important. You look at the history and you see that some of the adopted children of Roman soldiers, of Roman emperors, become emperors themselves. Tingnan nyo. Kasi, iba ang tingin nila sa adopted. Bakit? Kasi yung adopted niya, pinili. Pag pinanganak ka lang dun sa pamilya, pinanganak ka sa pamilya na yun, wala naman choice yung parents mo kung anong lalabas, kung babae o lalaki. So, ang nangyayari sa Roman culture before, kapag puro babae yung anak ng emperor, mag-aampun siya ngayon ng lalaki. And that person will be given an inheritance, sometimes greater than the real children. Grabe, no? And that was Paul's picture here. That you, that we, the person right next to you, if that person is adopted in the kingdom of Christ, may mana yan. Tignan mo yung katabi mo. May mana yan. May inheritance yan. <laughs> and what's this inheritance? It's important to understand this. Because we are not just adopted and given a new name and transformed, we are given an inheritance. And when you read the scripture, all through chapter 4, you would understand that the inheritance is the presence of God. The greatest inheritance there is the presence of God. No amount of money, possession, wealth can go compared with this inheritance. But Paul was saying that those who have the wrong view and the wrong expression of intimacy has no inheritance. They wouldn't experience, they wouldn't enjoy the presence of the Lord. Why? Because our experience of God's love sets the purpose for our intimacy. It sets, why do I get intimate with people? It's because I understand that God designed me for this relationship. The purpose of my being married to my wife is that it brings me closer to the love of God. The purpose of me having a baby right now is because God wants me to experience Him inside our family. The purpose of, of a lot of things in my relationship draws me closer to His presence. Genesis has a beautiful picture of sex and intimacy before it was corrupted by sin. Sex was made for procreation that people would propagate and dominate the land that God was, that has given them. That people would experience the pleasure of holy, beautiful sex in the confines of a loving marriage. And also, that it would seal the permanence in between man and woman. But of course, there is a world around us that deceives us with empty words. Tells us, eh, ito lang naman yan eh. Sex and intimacy, parang ito lang yan eh. As if, just like other parts of the Bible is saying, as if sexual desire is just an appetite waiting to be quenched. But in fact, it is a desire that should lead us to loving God more and loving people more. Let us not be deceived by empty words. 
Let us not be partners with them. Why? Because we are to walk like children of light. One of the many beautiful illustrations ng pagkakaiba ng isang taong mahalang Panginoon sa isang taong hindi is that that person can be seen out of a crowd. Because that person is a child of light. Our experience of God's love does not only set its standard, does not only give us its purpose, it sets the pattern on how we should live in our life as people of God. We are people of patterns. We carry out the patterns that we learn from our parents, from our friends, from our classmates, from the things that we watch, the things we listen to. Now the question is this, is our pattern patterned on what God has designed intimacy and sex to be. What's that pattern? In verse 9, it tells us, For the fruit of light is found in all that is good, right, and true. If we experience the love of God, it radically would change the way we view intimacy and sex. And it would set us to believing what is good, what is right, what is true in terms of our relationship? If I'm married right now, what is good? What is right? What is true? Am I really just talking or am I flirting? Am, am, I, am I really pursuing my wife or am I just dealing with it? Bahala na. If I'm not married yet and I have a boyfriend waiting for me to marry that person, what am I doing now? Let not sin corrupt intimacy. It's a beautiful gift. It is a beautiful gift. These words are not easy to read out and listen to. Why? Because deep inside our hearts, we know that we're designed for intimacy. Our experience of God's love should shape our view and expression of intimacy. All of these things, because we have been adopted. He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will. Verse 6, to the praise of His glorious grace which He has blessed us in beloved. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace. The reason why we can enjoy intimacy in relationships that we have right now, and we can enjoy true, loving, holy sex, is because God adopted us to His kingdom. God gave us a new identity, a new name, an inheritance which is His presence. I know and I understand this. For some of us, our experience of love it's not as good as how I painted in the scripture. Some of us have experienced love that is abusive. Some of us have experienced things that made us think of intimacy and sex as a bad thing. Like the old idea that people who are hurt turn, turn to hurt people. Like hurt people, hurt people. Some of us, 
our experience of love has been very, very different. That the way we view it and express it right now is just so different from what the Bible tells us. Let me read that reminder. You have been adopted. You can move out of that pain. That pain, that experience of love in the past that might not be as good should not define us. What should define us is the cross of Calvary. The fullness and the expression of intimacy, Jesus Christ. He doesn't just want our respect. Many people respect God. He wants us to be intimate with Him. He wants you to draw near to Him. He wants you to be every day in His presence. And these words, I pray, would go deep in our hearts and show us that it's only through Christ that we understand what true intimacy is. Let us pray. Father, I understand how hard it is, Lord, to look at intimacy and understand it really from the Scripture when the world around us tells us otherwise. But I pray the Lord, by Your grace and power, You would move each and everyone in this room. Correct, O God, our view of intimacy and sex. Redeem, O God, the relationships that are broken. I pray in the name of Jesus, those who have experienced pain because of relationships, I pray that You restore them and You heal them. Lord, I pray that You show these people how it is to be adopted, to be claimed righteous, to be loved. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.